Welcome to In the Pursuit of Journey to Self, a podcast that seeks to explore the taboo topics around themes such as identity, love, beauty, religion, and fulfillment. Through this exploration, we hope to embark on a journey of self-discovery and a celebration of the diversity that makes up our society. Join us for our bi-weekly discussions as we discuss our perspectives on Blackness. This podcast is in the pursuit of Journey to Self. Come join us and let us learn together. Hi, everyone. Welcome. My name is Antonavia, and you're listening to In the Pursuit of. This is our inaugural season of this podcast, and we will be focusing on perspectives around Blackness and Black identity around the globe. Today, we have joining us Electra Kassan Joseph, and she is a multi-talented female artist who hails from the island of Haiti. Her extraordinary journey over 20 years ago started with the legendary Haitian band Phantoms. Phantoms can be described as the Beatles or the Rolling Stones of Haiti, with performances that stretch out as far as Madison Square Garden and performing for President Mandela, along with the Jackson Brothers in South Africa. She has traveled the world from Canada to Japan, and she has five hit albums under her belt with Phantoms. Electra has collaborated with Wyclef Jean on numerous occasions and has performed on the stage with Little Kim, Mystical, Kassab, Marshall Montano, and many others. Electra was awarded Female Artist of the Year in 2003 at the Haitian Music Awards, among other awards that she received, such as Diva of the Year 2008 and the Achievement Award in 2010 at the Five Continents Academy Awards. Electra is currently working on her solo. Thank you so much for joining us today, Electra. It is a pleasure and an honor to have you with us. This is a great honor. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to just chatting with you guys and, and just talk about my journey, basically. <laughs> the Asian music industry. This is great. <laughs> This is and it's such a pleasure to have you too, because this season, as I mentioned, we're focusing on black identity and blackness and really exploring what that looks across the the globe. Because as we've mentioned many times, we're sort of seen as a monolith that we are this one entity of blackness or black identity. And we really want to start diving into that and exploring the diversity that exists within that, uh, within our shared identity. And so I wanted to start off by asking you, let's dive right in. As I read up a little bit more on Haiti uh, in general, I wanted to know what it was like growing up in the first Black Republic. Uh, and what I mean by that is, how was the education system model? How was the health system model? How was your childhood in, because not many other countries, in fact, no other Caribbean country has that label. And so what was that experience of growing up in the first Black Republic? You see, um, I could tell you, I didn't really um, learn about the, the, the fact that we are the first Black Republic country, not until late age, 
because of the fact that <clears throat> our education in Haiti was not too, they didn't elaborate too much on where we came from, who we are, and what we stand for in, 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 in the world. Um, you see, growing up in Haiti and being educated in Haiti, it was very one-sided. It, it, it's just that you learn what you learn and you take it and you go and live with it. That's, that's what it was. So basically it's like what I've learned in, in Haiti, in my education in Haiti is that uh, the, the basic stuff as, oh, you know, uh, Christopher Columbus discovered Haiti and this, that happened. And he, he gave us this great culture and all that stuff. And which gave us a, a, a our um, European culture, and we should just be grateful for all that. So th that's what I learned, and th that's what I knew. And not until I came to the U.S. and I had the liberty to really research and and understand exactly what it means to be to be Haitian and to be Black. And I researched it, and and. A lot of the stuff that I realized that I was learning in Haiti, they were, they were not that true. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's yes, they were not that true. And and the, where we should be grateful that we have this educa European education, it was not all that true. So I educate, I educated, made it a point to educate myself when I, I came to to the U.S. and to understand exactly what it meant to be Haitian this great country who fought for their for their freedom and what it is to be black and, and Haitian. And it's it's it was it was a great thing to find out. And it, I'm so proud of my country. Finding being able to find out about my my history, it was it was such a such a delightful thing. And I can hold my head up high today and say I am proud to be Haitian. It, it's a great thing. And and I've I, I found out that we is we're such a how could resilient uh, country. We're so strong and uh, uh, we we were deprived of so much and it, it's that gave me strength to really uh, talk about the history of my country and to be proud. And, you know, I, I, that makes sense, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's funny because the what you're saying, I think, is a shared sort of experience across the Caribbean in terms of um, having this European history, this post, you know, in, in the post-colonial world. So this is what we're learning and what we're growing into is spaces that are not familiar to us they're not familiar to us and exactly they're very European in nature. And I, I think one of my favorite, favorite poems, if you ever get a chance to read it, if you haven't already done so is by a Jamaican poet called um, colonial girls school. And I remember reading that when I was in high school and uh, it's all about uh, the experience of learning in school was very European. So you're teaching us about the steppes of Russia, the wheat fields of Canada. And the refrain that really stuck with me for years is that there was nothing about us at all. There was nothing. There was nothing. Exactly. And so exactly. I, you know, understand when you talk about 
this education that you're growing up in, it's it can't be questioned. <laughs> you just know you have to learn it and it is revered in some way. Exactly. So um, especially in the, in the educational system in Haiti, whereas you, you just have to learn what you have to learn and you have to, and it, it was very hard because everything had to be memorized word for word. When I say word for word, I mean word for word. It, you have to recite everything and you have to remember where the commas are and the periods are. And it, it was just very hard. We didn't know it was that hard because we, it was the norm. Right. It was what we had to do. But when, when I really got a, a, an understanding of what I was learning, I was like, okay, so whatever they were explaining, that's not what it was. It was, it was really a revolution. It was really, a, a, we were fighting for something. We, and um, Christopher Columbus was not the great discoverer. It, 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 it was crazy for me to really find this out. It's, it was crazy. So it, it's, and it made me so proud of my yeah. God. Made me so proud of Haiti and, and made me so proud to say that I am Haitian and made me so proud to be black. Yeah. First and foremost. As an aside, I think Christopher Columbus has like the best PR firm or had the best PR firm working for him. <laughs> Back in the day, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> so to that end, can you, so um, can you tell me then, what does the idea of blackness mean to you? When were you first introduced? Like, did you have knowledge growing up? It's like, I'm a, I'm black. I'm like, did you, did you wear that identity? Were you conscious of that identity as you grew up? When did that come into your sphere? And what does it mean to you? Um, actually, when growing up the way I grew up in Haiti, the education and it, it, it a lot of stuff did not sit well to me uh, back then because I, I'm, I have this, I have this uh, uh, skin and I, I have this black skin and I have this hair and it, I'm trying to understand why is it that it's so against everything in the world? Why is it that they're trying to tell me this is not the way it's supposed to be? So I was trying to understand, even when I was young, I was try trying to understand it, even though I was being taught what I was being taught in school. But in the back of my mind, it was like, just something's, something's just not right. That That's all it was for me. And... Um, and and I, I I just knew that being human, I just knew that the way I was being treated, sometimes like being not the right shade, maybe some of the time where certain places I go, it, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel humane. It just didn't feel uh, uh, whatever they were teaching us, whereas you have to be Christian. When you're Christian, you have to treat the other as equal. Yes. Just it it, it 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 didn't feel right. It was just there was that hypocrisy of the whole ideal of the whole um rhetoric. Right. Of they were they were teaching me. So I didn't have the voice um to be to 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 just speak out 
about it. I didn't, I didn't really have that voice uh, then because, you know, it, it's, you know, when you go to school, you are taught what you are taught and you just should shut up about it and get good grades. That's all you knew. So it's like, basically that's what it was. Exactly. So everything you had in the back of your mind, it, it was just in the back of your mind and you just had to deal with it. Right. It, it, it's, um, I just, I just knew uh, I just knew that um I remember I remember distinctively when I was in school in primary school in Haiti um I I used to remember the the special treatments of the fair skins or the white looking kids or or I I just remember the special treatments from the teachers or anything like that and I just knew it was not right and I I remember making it a point to organize a group for myself of, of, of my friends and everybody and, and to just make sure to show that, that one student that was being treated fairly, I used to make sure to let them know, listen, you are not special. I don't know why you are special to these teachers, but to us, you are not special. Right. I, right. I, right. I, I, I used to do these little things. So it, it was always in the back of my mind that it was just not right, even though I did not know the history that well. But in we just knew it was just not right. I knew it was just not right. So I, I used to do these little... I didn't think of it as if I was being radical or right. or anything like that. I was too young to understand what I was doing. I just knew that the values that my parents taught me just right. not allow me to accept this because I am who I am. I am black skin. I have coarse hair, so I should be accepted. I am human. And so why is it that I'm not being accepted? And it's just not right. And I was kind of fighting against it in my yeah. own. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. You're, because I think even the, the from what you're saying, the younger version of yourself is, is, is searching for a reason for that inequity. So exactly. even in your confronting them, you're like, you're not special. There's no basis for which I can see that sets you apart from. Exactly. You know, um, so, so yes, I definitely get where you're. You know, it's, it's what's funny is that the, the, the kids that I was doing that against today, they would see it as if I was bullying them. Maybe was a little bit bullying a little bit, but it was about a good cause. <laughs> right, right. In your mind, really you're searching. Right, I, I get it. Um, uh, I, I, I definitely see that. And in their minds, they might not even have understood why that was happening because they're like, exactly. I'm not doing anything to receive the preferential treatment, you know. So, exactly, exactly. Also, being a, a what is it <laughs> affected <laughs> by the system in place in general. So tell me. Growing up, uh, mm -hmm. Creole for me uh, was mm -hmm. considered. So I, I guess uh, I'm from uh, Trinidad and Tobago, and we yes. have our. Um, we also have uh, patois, and I know in Jamaica patois is considered something else. But when we say patois, um, it means French, and I yes. always grew up referencing it as broken French, right? And when yes. I think of Creole. Uh, I also thought of that as broken French until mm -hmm. many years later, I spoke with many of my Haitian friends who quickly disabused mm -hmm. me of that notion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so Let's now I understand. The they schooled me, uh, <laughs> me. And so now I understand that it is a language in its own right. 
And I, yes. I wanted to shift to your music. In your music, you said that Creole music is as global as any other music um, yes. in the world. I, I'd like you to speak a little bit about the journey for Creole to be recognized, uh, not as something that is a part of something of, of another, but its own entity with its own structure, and how you turned uh, Creole music into a global phenomenon. So just uh, if you could, you know, tell us a little bit more about those two. Okay, so um, the, I'm gonna start a little bit about myself. Okay. When, when growing up in Haiti, um, you know, Haiti, um, the, the education is European based, mainly French. And uh, you, in school, you learn in French. So it, it's, I'm, I'm very, um, how could I say, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative about it because of the fact that it allowed us to be multi-cultural multi, uh, or bilingual, to be uh, bilingual. So whereas you can speak Creole and you can speak French. And um, I was always apprehensive about the French language for some reason. It, it's, I don't, I don't know what it was. For some reason, I just, I just disliked the fact that everything was being taught in French. Did I understand that it was the colonizing language, if you will? I didn't know. It's just that I, I was just like, why is it that the whole nation speaks Creole and we, when you go in school, they're forcing you to speak French. They teach you in French and forcing you to, to, to speak French. That's fine because we appreciate it because it, it helps us to open our minds to different languages and to be able to learn, uh, to be able to be open to different languages. That's fine. That's all well and fine. But the the Creole language, we have a, a nation, um, Haiti is a nation where um, a, a huge percentage of the country is illiterate or when when I say illiterate is that they don't have the privilege to be able to go to school and to be taught uh, uh, to, to 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 be educated where I, it deprives them of that the French language you understand what I mean yeah like yeah. Uh, it deprives them to the French language so if that's the case why is it that it's not the Creole is that not the national language. It's Jamaica and and you from Trinidad mm -hmm. and Tobago, yeah, mm -hmm. and Tobago, and you have the Creole language yourself in that country, and it's it's whereas you guys still speak your native language, and you still speak whatever is is being taught. So it, it's 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 such a. a how could I say it's such a disservice to um, to Haiti, whereas they they want to be stuck in the whole European education, whereas everything is done in French. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; that has changed. It has changed. Um, it has changed where Creole has become the the national language of of the country. Um, I don't want to. Straight away from the 
no, 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 uh-huh. it's not string at all. And 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 now that it has become the national language, uh, we seeing is the pre- is its presence growing in schools? Is that you know something that's beginning to change as well too? Yes, it it, it has been it, it's it, it has changed. The reason why it has changed to stray away from what we were talking about. It, the reason why it has changed because um, there's so um, we have so many uh, diaspora uh, Haitians. We have so many Haitians in 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 the diaspora where in in the U.S. who migrated in the U.S. migrated in 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 so many un- other countries. And they have kids, and these kids, they, they it's it's very important for them to be in touch with their culture. And these kids, what the language that they understand is Creole, right? And that's that's the the that's the future of Haiti. You understand? That's the future of Haiti. So if these kids don't understand, if those kids that are in, in, like for instance, like Mahalia, who who who's of Haitian descent, and she speaks Creole, she understands Creole, but she does not understand French, and she can she has so much that she can offer to Haiti, and if we get stuck to the to the French language so much. She, there's nothing she's gonna be able to do, and we are the 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 population, the the dia, diaspora population is equivalent to the population in, in Haiti. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, mm-hmm. so it, and they are the they are the future of Haiti. If we deprive them of that, and it's it does no does no saving the country really. It's 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 almost like we're we're. We want to save Haiti, but we we still we're um, how could I say we're uh, sabotaging the the right. evolution of the country at the same right. time. Right. If I make sense. <laughs> yeah, because you're saying at the heart of it, like Creole is is the soul of the country. That lang- that the language is 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 uniquely tied to the people, and it allows the diaspora also to to connect. Um, exactly. Well. Exactly. Because it, it's the 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 percentage of, of of the country that that can be educated in Haiti is 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 less than one percent. Because French is the is the is the language is the exactly yes. And the rest of the country is just it, it left out of of you know yeah. they they are deemed. Um, uneducated or illiterate. It's not true. They are educated. They are they are literate. It's just that what the literacy is not what the one percent is saying for them to be, for the country to be able to function. Right. And now, if we segue into how this has manifested in your music, and from just listening to you, hearing why it's so important that Creole music is seen as a global, you know, has a global impact. The the best thing that has happened um, in, in years ago, it, it could be 20 years ago, it, it's uh, the, the president that we we had who was overthrown and um, he was um, Aristide. I don't know, yeah. I don't know if, you, if you read about Aristide. Yeah. The president Aristide, he's, he fought for that language because he was fighting for the people. 
And he deemed, he made sure to say that Creole is the national language of, of, of the country. So that enabled everything to, to, to make it, to make it easier for the, the, the people to be able to participate in the evolution of the country. And, um, it, it's it's that that helped a lot you know unfortunately whatever political thing happened and you know it's right he he was ousted or oh, that's a that's another conversation anyway <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's a, another book on <laughs> that's another book <laughs> but to to be able to um perform and to sing and and for it to be acceptable to sing in creole and the 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 authentic creole and for it to be acceptable and for everybody for the whole nation for the whole uh, uh people of Haiti to be able to sing uh, um to sing along with you and to understand exactly what you're saying and to understand what what you're talking about yeah the the people that they quote unquote said to be uneducated, right. able to participate in the the evolution of their country, it's 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 a great thing, and and to be able to do that, and to be an artist, and today to to be a part of this, it's 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 the greatest thing. I I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> no, I, it's 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 allowing an entire nation and its diaspora to see itself. In the yeah, be, because yeah. back in the day, it, it's back in the day to, to 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 sing French music and to to be able to sing French music and and that was called oh, oh you know she's talented oh she's great and she's singing in French and yeah. he she is singing in French that was the thing that it, it you were deemed to be to make it back right. then. Like right. in, in, 70s 80s and even the 90s a little bit and and they said oh you're gonna make it because you can sing in French right. it's not like that anymore it's it's in Creole and it's native Creole it's authentic Creole and where everybody can understand and sing along with you and be proud it's the best thing ever it it's the the, the transition was not the transition was not uh, easy but it happened. Right. It absolutely happened. Where are some of the places that you've been able to to showcase Creole music around the world, and what has been the reception? Um, I could tell you the 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 most memorable. Um, I, I, I was not I was not uh, I was not old enough. I, I I guess I was not part of the band when they traveled to Germany and. Uh, these these other places to Africa. Unfortunately, I was too young to right. participate in in the band. But when I joined the band and and I was able to travel in many places, and the one memorable place that I was able to travel and perform in Creole, it was in Japan. It was the best ever. They, wow. they were receptive of the. They had no idea what we were singing about, but the reception was. The, out of this world, they were singing, and I made them uh, uh, 
uh, repeat after me while I'm performing, repeat after me. And, and it, it's almost like they understood exactly what was going on. They understood the struggle. They understood the fight and everything. That was the most memorable thing to me because, you know, J Japanese language, the only thing I remember in Japanese language is, is um, aligato. That's all I remember. <laughs> That's all I remember. And, and it, they could, their language could not be, their language and their culture could not be so far apart from Haiti or from the European uh, 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 culture. But to, for them to be so receptive of it and to, to be able to sing along and to receive it yeah. and that told me that the world is ready. Right. They, they were ready and open to receive uh, uh, the change that's happening in the world. And it, it was it was epic to me. It also tells you that the narrative was not true. It tells you the narrative that somehow Creole being a lesser than French or, you know, inferior to or part of you know, that that narrative wasn't true. Once you take you, you took it abroad and you saw that there there was a place for it to be accepted, you know. Okay, yeah, absolutely. It was very much not true. And 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 the world it 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 says to us that the world was already was ready to receive right. everything. It's just that they it, it's almost like they were just waiting. Right. They they had their 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 revolution and evolution and yeah. And they're just waiting for us to just come, for us to just come to them and and bring our culture and and expose them to that beautiful culture yes. that we have we have and and to expose our history to them. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely. It, it 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 that's proof that it was not true. Whatever we learned, the history is not, you know. 100% accurate. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've heard that you sing in three different languages. So I know you spoke French and Haiti Creole, uh, English, uh, but I heard that you also sing in Zosa, and I'm not even sure if I'm saying that correctly, so please feel free to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> I am so intrigued because I've always, like, you know, heard those languages and wish they were already a part of my own lexicon. So please tell me more yeah. about that. And what was the impetus for learning and singing in those languages? You, you see, um, actually, I, I sing in four languages. Uh, Spanish is one of them. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> so, Spanish is one of them. Like, um, you know, it, that's one of the things that I'm very um, grateful for. Um, growing up in Haiti and growing up in a country where it's it's it it was bilingual because it 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 opened us to being able to to learn different languages easily um uh speaking creole and then learning in french and it just opened us up to to being able to learn different languages and and to be able and and to be immigrants being immigrants to to leaving our country our beloved country and to uh migrate to um you know different different country because of uh whatever reasons political reasons or anything looking for good lives and it 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 just helped with this whole thing. So it made it easy for me to be able to 
sing in different languages and I, I sing in, in definitely Creole, of course, I can do that in sleep and French, I can do that in my sleep. I, w- I was so um, intrigued by other cultures. I, w- I was so in love with with being able to open my mind to uh, different cultures and to find out about other countries and the struggles. And uh, so it, it made it easy for me to to be able to sing in these different languages and and like for instance when i learn how to um sing in in uh, you said um kosa actually it's 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 um it's pronounced kosa ah, <laughs> it's like there's a there's a click sound to it ah and, yes alas yeah that, yeah <laughs> I do not have my click certification. <laughs> I, I, I have tried, but to no avail. <laughs> it, it, it was the most wonderful thing that I, I could have learned because I had gotten um, I had gotten together with a a, a, a talented young um, lady from uh, Zimbabwe, yeah. and her culture was um, Zulu and Tosa. Yeah. So she she was very intrigued by my culture as well. So when we got together, it was a, a match made in heaven. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a match made in heaven. So I was teaching her about my culture. She was teaching me about her culture. So and she was teaching me how to um, speak the click language, how to pronounce everything. So that's how I learned how to pronounce the the the, the X. It's it's. It's the sound is, it's it's like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. So yes, it's I hear it. Yeah. And and she was teaching me about the click sound and everything, and then I got so intrigued. And and I taught her about Creole. She was so fascinated by uh, the Haitian culture because she did not know that Haiti was the first republic nation. So we we were exchanging history right the she taught me how to sing in zulu and in tosa and and all that and and, and i got I, I just got hooked and she taught me about the the different um different tribes uh uh in 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 her country in zimbabwe and in south africa and and i i started researching about Africa and the culture, and and I realized that the 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 connection uh, of Haiti and these these tribes and everything, and, and I just got hooked. So and- you just dived into my, my that was my follow up question because it's so it's so like as a Haitian, you know, what mm-hmm. is that connection uh, to the African continent for you? Like, what what was that connection before, and I guess what is it now? Like because uh, the, the idea of black identity is such a through line that mm-hmm. you know it's we we definitely want to explore since many of our island nations are diasporas of uh, the African continent. The African. What is that? Yeah. Like what is that connection for uh, some of the countries? And I think it varies from country to country. When when I was learning about the uh, Africa and these these cultures, and I saw the similarities and the 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 food and the music, mm. 
most importantly was the music. It, it's the connection is so strong. Yeah. Very, very yeah. strong. And, and the stuff that we used to do in Haiti, we thought it was just us in Haiti. We invented it. Yes. She's like, no. She's like, no. Uh, when you when you guys were taken to the island, that's where it came from. I was like, you know what? You're right. So it's it's that's the connection, and 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 there's a, there's a spiritual connection, cultural. It's it's very very strong, and it's it's we we're we're um, we're how could I say the blood. How could I say if if we you find if you follow the bloodline, you will find so many of your ancestors from these places. It's not even funny because everything, a whole lot of things that we did when she was teaching me and I was teaching her as well. And we found that we did so many similar things like the clap, uh, uh, the the clapping hands, um, the the when we are are appreciative yes. of something, of a music of, of, or something that when you're appreciative of, of, of culture, the way that we raise our hands, it's, it's very similar. And the anecdotes or, or the, the, the jokes, all that, the food, yeah. the, the, the food appreciation and the way we cook our food and what the meaning behind everything we cook and and everything we say, everything we do, and the way we we act with each other, um, like could be your neighbors. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's just so similar. It, it's definitely everything that we're doing in Haiti. Definitely, it all derives from Africa. There's no if, ends, or buts about it. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, noticing that myself too, and I'm, I'm listening to some of your um, some of your music. And as I'm listening, I'm going, "Wow, this sounds like soca music." And then I remember, I think at, at some point last year, there was an African music festival at the at the Barclays, uh, mm-hmm. and I remember going. This is the first, my first, very first exposure to to African music in general. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why are they why are they doing soca music on the stage? in a different language. I'm like, this is all soca music. And because for, for, for me, like you, as much as you said, you know, it, you think that you've invented it. And so to see the, the, the roots and to see that where it came from, it's, it's, it's something even bigger than your Island nation is it's, exactly. It's, it's a really nice thing to see. Cause it makes you feel like you're a part of a, a you know, something bigger than yourself. Right? It- Exactly. Exactly. It, it's it's um it when when I was part when I became part of the whole um uh, music industry in the Haitian uh, uh cult uh, Haitian community, the, the pop music, if you say the, if you will, the the pop music, and the way the beats and the 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 rhythm. Yes. And when I researched it, and the the guy that actually invented the rhythm he did so much the his research was was elaborate when he created the the pop culture the haitian pop culture which is called compa mm. when he created it he he did so much research to be able to create that wonderful uh 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 
genre that I'm a part of, it it it, it was it. It it was not just that it was just Haitian. It, I realized it's like, okay, it all derives from Africa, yes. period, point blank, period. It derived from Africa, the congas, the, the, all the percussions and the rhythms and, and the way we enjoy it, the way we, we receive that, that whole, how could, how could I say that whole energy? Yeah. It's 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 still the same. It's it's so the same. It's and I'm telling you, I fell in love with Africa, and and I was hooked (laughs) from that. So it seems very clear to me that Black identity and your culture are very important to you, and I get the sense that there's no compromise there. What advice would you give to? young Black people that are growing up in today's standards of, uh, of what is considered beautiful, what is, what is not, like what, what advice would you give to them in terms of realizing who they are and, and being confident in growing into who they are? I would tell them, try the best to your ability to not compromise who you are, who you represent. And what your background is, it, it's it's very, very extremely important because your identity is your your whole self. It represents who you are. Try your the best to your ability to not let um, the world tell you who you are and what you should represent. Because it's not true. It's just it's smoke and mirrors. It's um, it's um, how could I say? It's a gimmick. Yeah. It's a gimmick, basically, to be able to sell and uh, uh, to to um, how could I say? To yeah. uh, they have to sell you uh, perfection, so they have to make you feel imperfect in order to do that. Exactly. And and they have to understand what you represent is so it's it's way bigger than what you're seeing. It's so bigger than what you're seeing, and and it's if if you if you make sure to be part of the not to be afraid to be part of the movement of what you represent and what your identity is and what your your race is, what your background is, and who you are as a person. Not to succumb to it. Right, absolutely. It's just media. It's just the media telling you what to do. That's all it is. The media is just what it is. It's it's they're just schooling you of what they 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 want society to be, and society is is society is every every all cultures put together that creates a society. It's not just one entity telling you what to do because all they want to do is conquer. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. You know, I'm trying to explain it the best way. Yeah, yeah. No, All they're trying to do is is conquer. If they're telling you you're not beautiful, it's not true. If they're telling you you're not worthy, it is not true. If they're telling you, you, you you don't matter, it's not true because they are telling you what society is supposed to be. And it's not the so fickle of and life. constantly. Yes. 
Exactly. It, it, you are a person. You are living and breathing the same air that they all are breathing. And you, your blood run through your veins just like the, the, their blood run, runs through their vein. Yeah. And what makes you lower than them? Nothing makes you lower than them. Just media telling you what it's supposed is is supposed to be worthy, and it's not true. Just don't believe it, and and just don't succumb to it, and be true to yourself. Absolutely, to who you are. Period. Point blank. Period. <laughs> Point blank. Period. I love it. Point blank. Period. That's all it is. <laughs> At this, we're nearing the the closing of our. Um, podcast for today and I wanted to shift a moment because I wanted to find out do you have like a favorite Haitian saying or poem or something that reminds you of childhood you, uh, you know growing up like was there like a specific saying that st stands out with you that you carry with you everywhere or, or a poet that stands out or a poem um, the, the saying that I always remember um I'm not going to say where it's from because I, I might be wrong, okay? So don't, uh, I, I think I failed that history test in Haiti. Um, <laughs> but what always stands out to me is l'union fait la force. Mm. When you're united, that's when you're stronger. Yeah. That's what I always remember because that's what Haiti lives by. When we are together, we are stronger. Yeah. And and you can see it today when they they stand together, even if they're gonna lose their lives, it doesn't even matter when they wanna stand for injustice. They just take the streets, even if they don't know where they're gonna get their next meal tomorrow, if they're gonna go to school tomorrow, but the nevertheless they stand together, take the streets together and to stand for injustice, mm -hmm. because they know when they get, gather together. It's it's a force to be re reckoned with, and I always remember that. That's that's one of my favorite saying. L'union fait la force. force. Oui. That that's, that's one a really, of my favorite really saying. Nice way to to end the podcast because really what we're doing here is trying to have these 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 unions, trying to build this strong support, and trying to understand each other. Um, mm -hmm. And so that really, really, really is a, a lovely. Um, a lovely saying and it's a very powerful saying and I think it's one that we need now <laughs> more than ever <laughs> now that we realize that I, I, I say this year has been such an awakening for so many of us across the globe um, uh, within the, the Black community and, and, and everyone in general and so I really do believe that these words are uh, I think they're a creed for you know for Haiti and for you know, for all of us to live by. For for all of us to, to live by. And, and that's, those are words that Haitians do live by. And, and, and uh, uh, it's, it, it stays, uh, I could tell you, it stays in, in the hearts of every single Haitian that, that knows, that knows how to be Haitian, how to, how to, what it means to come from that country, that wonderful country that we call Haiti. And it's, it, I'm telling you, Haitian, Haiti is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's, they, they, the reason why that, that Haiti, 
that's that's my opinion. Mm. Uh, that's a whole lot of other Haitians' opinions. The reason why Haiti is so such an underdog is because of the fact that they don't want to succumb to the to the powers that be that want to take over. We do we do not want that. Right. We don't go back to that. We took our independence and we want to live by it and we will die by it. If it has to be that we have to uh, uh, suffer for years or decades to come, it's 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 a message to everywhere else that we will not be uh, uh, enslaved ever again, and we will stay free, even if we have to live in poverty and die by it. We will stay free. And be a nation and be together and that that's that's what we live by. L'Union Fella Force, that's what it is. L'Union Fella Force. Thank <laughs> you so much, Electra. It has been a real pleasure having you on with us today. Um and uh, I we wish you all the best in your continued musical uh endeavors and uh we want to say thank you to all of you that have joined us today for our podcast in the pursuit of for an overall season of in the pursuit of blackness uh following seasons will we will follow different themes as the seasons go by and we thank you for joining us on this journey as we continue to explore blackness and black identity throughout the globe uh be well and we will we will see you soon Thank you very much for having me and I look forward to talking to you guys again in the future and uh, you know keep it up and uh, you know it's for the uh, power of blackness that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Alexa. This podcast has been powered by Mars Playhouse a theater and film company dedicated to increasing the lexicon of black plays and films emanating from the Caribbean and its diaspora throughout the globe. Thank you for your support in growing this podcast community. Don't forget to hit the like button and follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Mars Playhouse for details on upcoming podcasts and content surrounding the Caribbean and its diaspora.